Welcome to Grace to Gather podcast. At Grace to Gather, our goal is to foster the art of hospitality in such a way that we are building community, strengthening marriages and families, serving one another, and most importantly, creating an atmosphere where deeper relationships can thrive. Now please join us for this week's episode with Damon and Neva. Hi, I'm Damon. And I'm Neva. Welcome to Grace to Gather. Welcome back to episode 10 uh, of Grace to Gather. Um, we're going to go in a little bit different direction today than what we were planning, um, and, and you'll learn about that in just, in just a few minutes. Um, so Neva, what, um, what's been going on with us, and how, how has how we've been thinking about our life changed in this, in the, this last week? Yeah, well, so... You know, last week on the podcast, we were sharing just a little bit of the struggles that we had been experiencing that we had not experienced before. And I think, you know, we were really just kind of feeling a heaviness. And even as we were speaking into the refreshment that the Holy Spirit offers us, we were feeling challenged with actually experiencing it that day, um, particularly. And I think that, you know, the next couple of days, we really began to just remember what we know and sink into the fact that, you know, when we submit all things to the Lord, we do experience that refreshment um, that he offers. But then as we've come up on the weekend um, and we've really, you know, experienced what the whole world has experienced in relationship to um, what happened in Israel and then now the war um, in Israel, you know, we really brings very quickly into perspective. Um, Sometimes I think the Western world, you know, our problems feel really big, but then when you see something like this happen, you very quickly realize how small those things that might be a challenge to you really can be. Right, exactly. You know, and as as we're recording this today, you know, the whole world is, is seeing and, and hearing about the, <clears throat> the horrific things that are, uh, happening in Israel. Uh, and, you know, it's when you're, as, when you're hearing this, it, it, it will have been, you know, two weeks since, um, it all started. But, uh, for us right now, we're, we're kind of just watching it all and, and seeing how it's all unfolding. And, um, the <laughs> Israel has, faced persecution uh since since the beginning of them as a nation um and people have been trying to destroy them uh since god created the the nation of israel and it's because they are god's chosen people and there's an there's an enemy out there that uh doesn't want that doesn't like that and so there's been constant uh persecution against the nation of israel um for thousands of years and um and it's just continuing to unfold and and you know if you if you follow biblical prophecy at all um then you know you will see you will see the joy that comes out of the the end of this um but uh and and you will also see how all of these events um were were god told us about them you know thousand years ago as well yeah, so we have entitled this episode "Joy and Mourning," and the um, I think really the reason 
behind that is it really does go back to the experience of the Western world versus the experience of specifically um, Israel and the Jewish people. And um, I was listening to um, a speaker this last week, just kind of happened to to pop up um, in my life. And um, one of the things that he said is that the Western Christians want the sweet, but they don't want the bitter. They want the joy without the mourning. And that just really hit me. And it is so true. You know, we we talk so much about the blessings that we receive as Christians, and we talk about God's goodness, and, and we're so focused on all of the good things, but we kind of ignore all of the bad things from a Christian perspective. Like, we really don't... We really don't want to go there. We really don't want to sit there. We really don't want to think about it. Yeah, we can have a tendency, um, like you said, in in the Western Church to to kind of whitewash um, the struggles that a lot of the other you know uh, nations uh, are experiencing, and because because we want we we want the good life, right? Uh, and and who doesn't want the good life? Um, but there are many many people around the world who who struggle um, every single day, and uh, and it and then and then we we sit here like last week and we you know we complain a little bit about about the the you know looking back minor issues that that we're going through in our life as we sit in our secure and 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 you know beautiful home, so. Right, right. You know, I just was looking up, um, you said the word whitewash, and that actually is a word that we see in the Bible mm-hmm. a number of times. Um, and it was um, in biblical times, that is how they basically cleaned their walls. And so they would, you know, the walls um, of the city would get gray and dirty mm-hmm. and look bad so it was you know just dirty and they would come through and they would whitewash them and and just you know get rid of all the appearance of dirt on the wall and there's a lot of different connotations um in the bible about whitewashing but i just found that an interesting choice of words because i think that it is so simple for us to um to sit in this land that we live in in america and um, just really try to keep everything whitewashed right. to yeah. not look at, to not want to see um, the things that are happening around the world and um, just how wicked and evil they are. You know, we just really do our best to like separate ourselves from that. Um, and, you know, that's not, that's not really biblical. It's that it's not really how we are called to live. You know, I've, I've thought for really a, a lot of years, well, since we moved out to the farm, that's, I think when I really started to think about this is the fact that, um, you know, in America, our culture, even with death, we're so, um, like, we don't want to look at it. You know, when, when someone is dying they're you know, in a hospital, with hospice care, with medication, and and everything is as um, clean and sterilized as it can be. And then quickly, you know, we move to the funeral and we 
you know, have everybody, you know, come for a couple of hours and then, then it's done. Mm -hmm. Then the rest of grieving is, you know, in, in the people's heart that love that person, but then it's done. And that's really contrary to how death has been experienced for thousands and thousands of years. Absolutely. And, you know, and in fact, there's, uh, there's an entire book of the Bible (laughs) that's called Lamentations. Um, and it's, it is, it's about, um, you know, there is bitterness and suffering, um, in the world. And there is, you know, we do experience, um, pain and tragedy and we, we tend to want to whitewash over that. Um, but all that does is, is bury, um, that, that hurt and that pain, um, inside of you without ever resolving, uh, any of it and, and releasing it to, to the Lord. Right. But so, so to lament is to, is to embrace the, that pain. Okay. And, you know, it's let it be a little bit of a part of you and then, you know, learn from it and then release it to God. And, and, and our, our society has lost that, but there's a powerful healing principle that comes from embracing the lament and embracing the, you know, the, the feelings that you're having and learning from them and then releasing them. It's that, that way you, you, you're cleaning the inside as well as the outside, right? And there's <clears throat> there's actually a, another whitewash scripture um, that when Jesus uh, um, kind of uh, he kind of blasted the the religious leaders and the Pharisees of that day, he he said, "You're like whitewashed tombs. You spend all the time making the, your outward appearance looking beautiful and and perfect, uh, while the whole time the inside of you is rotting." And um, and so let's lament for the struggles that, the, that a lot of the world is going through uh, right now. And let's stand by our brothers and sisters uh, out there uh, to encourage and to lift them up um, in, in this time. Well, and I think that, that the, um, the thing that you have to understand is that, you know, it's like, um, it's like a scale. So you have joy and bitterness or joy and mourning. And, um, it's, it's through the experiences of pain and mourning that joy grows. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, so you kind of experience this when you're in a season of mourning or pain or bitterness or whatever you want to call it, your joy is kind of down here and, and your mourning goes up here, but it, it goes like this too. If you're willing to engage in that process, you know, and that's where in, in, um, the United States and I think other Western cultures, we really have like just tried to pretend that like we don't want to see the death. We don't want to experience that. You know, we want to, just try to pretend it's not there mm-hmm. and not see it to the best of our ability because we want to live in that blessed life. We want it, We want all the good stuff. You know, we yeah. want heaven on earth. I mean, that's really right. the, we went, <laughs> we went to just jump straight from a great, happy, blessed life to, you know, to heaven. Like we just want it all to be forever. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, but even just going back to acts um, or even just Jesus for that matter, you know, here Jesus came and you know he's this, he's the son of god he is he is god 
And yet he faced tribulation on this earth. He faced trouble on this earth Mm -hmm. and, um, and he overcame it, but he faced it. And then in, in acts, we really see his disciples, you know, walk through the ups and downs of joy and mourning. We see them walk through circumstance after circumstance where they experience persecution, they experience um, tribulation and they overcome it. You know, mm-hmm. some of them, some of them overcame it through death. You know, I mean, some, and there, there were lots of circumstances that happened there, but, um, but we just, you know, as, as we were talking about, you know, where we've been this season, um, with the book of Acts and then where we are today after what has happened in Israel and what's happening on the world stage right now, it really, um, I think, just put in our heart the importance of recognizing that there's an element of walking with Jesus that is always going to um, bring trouble and persecution to your life because he, um, you know, the enemy is, is against him and a lot of the world has surrendered to the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so we are experiencing that. And, you know, more specifically at this moment, um, the Jewish people and Israel are experiencing that. And, um, well, here, I'll let you go ahead. We have some scripture that we want to read and, and, you know, we'll come back and kind of get a little, um, deeper into, um, what's happening in Israel and what that means for us as Western Christians. Yeah. And you know, there's a, there is, like you said, there's, there's a lot of evil um, in the world right now. And all it takes for evil to thrive is for good men to do nothing. Right. And, but Jesus gave us, uh, he gave us the answer and he, and he, and he enabled us uh, with the power to do, to do good things. And, and just want to read um, in the book of Matthew, this is where, this is how, you know, with grace to gather and hospitality, all all ties into what we're talking about today, and and standing by um, our our Jewish brothers and sisters, right? So, uh, in Matthew uh, chapter twenty five, starting in verse thirty four, it says, "The king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food.'" I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it unto me. But then the king will turn to those on his left and say, Away with you, you cursed ones, into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his demons. For I was hungry, and you didn't feed me. I was thirsty, and you didn't give me a drink. I was a stranger, and you didn't invite me into your home. I was naked, and you didn't give me clothing. I was sick and in prison, and you didn't visit me. Then they will reply, Lord, 
When did we ever see you hungry or thirsty, or a stranger, naked or sick, or in prison, and not help you? And he will answer, I tell you the truth. When you refuse to help the least of these, my brothers and sisters, you were refusing to help me. And they will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous will go on to eternal life. So as we read that passage of scripture, um, I think it's so important to understand that in reference, Jesus, when he was talking to his brothers, he was talking to, first and foremost, the um, Jewish people. He was talking to the people of Israel who were his brothers. And through adoption, the Gentiles, you know, us Christians that are not Jewish, we have been adopted into the kingdom of God. Um, but it's it's so important to know and understand um, the heart of God for the people of Israel, for um, the Jewish people across the board. I mean, literally, God says that they are my chosen people. And so, you know, I, I've seen so much on social media, and there's there's you know so much conversation, and and the events have been horrible. They've been horrible on on both sides. You know, it's 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 um, I think so just shocking to see the pictures that we're seeing every single day coming out. Um, and you know, our heart and, and our care has to go out to all of the innocent people that have been hurt and killed, um, in horrible ways in this entire situation. But ultimately as Christ followers, um, we also have to be willing to come alongside our Jewish brothers and sisters because they are our Jewish brothers and sisters because we have been adopted into the kingdom of God. And we have to determine, you know, individually, you know, what is God calling us to do for the nation of Israel? And we have to understand that as we stand up for the nation of Israel, as Western um, Christians, we're likely going to experience persecution because it just is what has happened throughout generations and, and be prepared for that. But ultimately to know that his joy will come in the morning, that mm -hmm. though it may be a challenging time ahead of us. I mean, we know it's going to be a challenging time ahead of us. We're seeing and experiencing it right now. We have to be willing to walk through this time in a way that is holy, um, knowing that joy will come in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to go back to, to just something you said a little while ago. So you, the, so the, um, the speaker that you listened to here last week, I listened to him also, um, very, very interesting, um, guy and topic. And he was, and he was talking about, um, I mean, this was, you know, four or five, six months ago uh, that he, that he gave this talk. Um, but it was really talking about all the stuff that's happening today. Right. Um, and, but one, one thing that he said that I just found very interesting is that as Christians, he said that, that we won't be persecuted for our belief in Jesus. Most of the world doesn't care that we believe in Jesus. He said, you will be persecuted for standing with the nation of Israel. And I just, I just, that kind of caught me off guard, uh, and, and really had to, to stop and think about it. But there's, you know, there, there are nations out there and people groups out there that are their entire, 
um, existence is set upon eradicating the Jewish people from the face of the planet. Um, and it's absolute evil. Yeah, it, it's really true. And so how do we, you know, you kind of mentioned a little bit ago, but how do we, you know, tie this in to Grace to Gather? How do we tie this into hospitality and community? And and I think there's so many ways that we can do that. I think first and foremost, in our experience, when we're facing challenging times, whatever they may be, it has always been our community that encourages us and lifts us up. And mm-hmm. so it just yeah. brings you back to the importance of building community, the importance of having people around you that in a time of need are going to be there and vice versa. When they're in a time of need, you're going to be there. Um, and so, you know, we just strongly encourage you in this time to continue to build that community. If you have friends that are um, Jewish, or if you have a neighbor, or if there's just somebody in your life that you know um, is from Israel or is a Jew, you know, honor them and and appreciate them and invite them to your table and just stand with them in this time because they need it. They need to know that that they are cared for and loved, and we need to be continually shining the light of Jesus into this dark world any way we can, and just continue to stay focused on on. Um, encouraging one another. And that, that's really, you know, what our heart is. I don't, you know, Damon and I haven't, we haven't identified what God is is putting on our heart um, for Israel at this moment. I, we're praying into it. We're praying for the people of Israel. We're praying for peace um, in that region. We're praying for the, the brokenness of the people that have lost um, their loved ones or, or livelihood or other areas of their life. You know, we're praying over all of that. I think that we sense that God is, is doing something new in our lives, even in relationship to, um, what that looks like for us. How are we going to tangibly, um, stand up and support Israel, um, in other ways. I mean, obviously prayer is, is in our opinion, the most important, but, but what else can we do to align ourselves with the people of God? And, um, you know, so I think even with this episode, obviously none of us expected that we would be talking about this this week. Um, but at the same point in time, we felt it was just so important to, um, to address the hope address that there is mourning, but there is also joy and we need to be willing to, um, embrace and walk alongside the mourning and hope for the joy. Right. And, and, and make no mistake. Um, they're going through struggles right now, but God is very clear that he is going to completely destroy um, all the enemies uh, of Israel and make them a favored people and nation uh, on this earth um, and in times to come. That's all for today on Grace Together, but I want to leave you with this encouraging uh, scripture in the book of Hebrews. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and to good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, 
but to encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. So thank you for joining us today on the Grace Together podcast. We look forward to seeing you next week. Please like and follow us on social media. We would love to hear from you. Please leave us a comment or a review, and we'll see you next week. Thank you for joining us on this journey of hospitality. Please like, follow, and share us on social media. For more information, you can also check out our website at gracetogather.com. Join us next Wednesday for another episode of the Grace to Gather podcast.